Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to get to hang out with you again today. And I'm especially happy because it is end of the month, which means it's time to share more highlights and nuggets from a chapter of my book, Raising Amazing, bringing up kids who love God, like their family, and do the dishes without being asked. I've been doing this at the end of each month since the book came out last February, and today we are at chapter six. So I cannot wait to dive in. This is definitely one of the most important chapters in the book. So we'll get to that in just a moment. First, I want to know how you're doing. How are you feeling as you wrapped up, wrap up September? Uh, I love October. I think it's my favorite month of the year. Yes, it is my birthday month, so I've got that, but it's also fall. And as this episode airs, I will be wrapping up my time in Arizona with Levi and Dave and Luke and my parents. And you'll have to check social media to see how things are going with Levi and his contest and all that. But we will then be hopping on to Oregon to pay a visit to Dave's father and family and uh, get to connect with a couple friends. So I'm hoping to see a few early signs of fall. I just love it so much. That's always my treat each year if I can see fall somewhere. So if you live where there is true fall, enjoy it for me. I'll be thinking of you. Always feel free to send me photos. That always is a treat. All right, guys. So today we are at chapter six of Raising Amazing. And here's the thing. When I meet somebody and they ask what I do, or somebody finds out that I write parenting books and that this is kind of my my world, I'm often asked, like, what do you think are the very most important things? If you had to narrow it down and you, you know, give me three of the most important things when you're raising kids. And of course, I want to point them to my books. I'm like, there's 12 or 15 chapters in my books. But if I'm honest, there are a few top 
top topics that I would say are the most important to focus on. You already know my heart for raising kids to know and love God, to know his love for them, to know their identity in Christ. But number two would be influences. Influences are so important in our kids' lives. We're going to talk about why that is today. But chapter six is titled, The Secret Weapon or The Greatest Danger, Understanding the Power of Influences. Now, I wrote about influences in Boy Mom is back here in Raising Amazing, and I'll keep talking about this probably as long as I talk about parenting because I really think it's important to pay attention to, and sometimes we kind of can neglect to notice. We are busy as parents, and so I just want to keep reminding us to pay attention to the influences in all their different forms that are in our kids' lives. All right, now I know that some of you are meeting up with friends once a month either to listen to these episodes together or after you listen to get together and kind of do a little study, talk about the reflection questions, go over the topic. I love hearing from you. Some of you have reached out and I've jumped on FaceTime calls and been able to greet your little group. So just know that's a great idea. It's not too late to grab some friends and say, hey, let's do let's do that at the end of each month. And if you do, let me know. And I would love to try to hop on a FaceTime call with you. And you can email me that at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Now, hopefully you've got a copy of Raising Amazing, and as we talk, you might open to chapter six. If you don't have a copy, I hope you can order one. It's available in a Kindle version, audio version, as well as paperback. And I just hope it is super encouraging to you. Now, if you have read it or once you get a copy, I have a huge favor to ask that's actually really easy. But if you would be so kind as to take just a quick moment and go over to Amazon and leave a quick rating and or review for Raising Amazing at Amazon, that is so helpful. It's kind of like ratings and reviews here on the podcast. It is really a way that Amazon knows to bump it up, to put it in front of more people. And the truth is, It has almost entirely five-star ratings. There's a couple four-star, but that blows my mind. I am so humbled and grateful for those ratings and reviews. However, we could use a whole lot more. So if you take a minute to do that, I read every one, and they so encourage me. So thank you in advance for doing that. Okay, my friends, we've got a great fall ahead. I've already recorded some incredible interviews. Cannot wait to share them with you. It's going to be good. So please keep spreading the word about this podcast. And again, you can leave ratings and reviews for the podcast while you're at it. That also blesses me so much. Okay, now without further ado, let's jump in and talk about chapter six of Raising Amazing. And we open with a quote from Jean Paul. It goes like this. The conscience of children is formed by the influences that surround them. Their notions of good and evil are the result of the moral atmosphere they breathe. That's a good one to ponder. All right, well, I always open these chapters by reading straight from my book, so I'm going to dive right into chapter six. Here we go. Laws govern our natural world. The laws of gravity, relativity, and inertia, to name a few. Sometimes they work in your favor, like when gravity allows you to go for a walk without floating into the atmosphere. Other times, gravity is a bummer, like when you drop your brand new cell phone on a gravel road. Speaking from experience here. Well, when it comes to our human nature, we must also live by certain laws to experience a good life, like it or not. The book of Proverbs offers many principles for living well, which, if heeded, can help us make wise choices and avoid the relational equivalence to those phone-on-gravel moments. Dave and I are big fans of the book of Proverbs, and we have our teenage boys read a chapter a day. A few laws of human nature on the topic of influence have been especially helpful as we have raised our sons. Proverbs 13, 20. 
Whoever keeps company with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Pretty clear, right? How about Proverbs 22, verse 24 through 25? This is the message version. Don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Mm. And Proverbs 22, verse 17, New Living Translation. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Ooh, that's a good one too. Well, the principle of influence, just like the influence of the laws of nature, is not up for debate. It's part of our human nature. But here's good news for parents. If you tap into the power of good influences in your children's lives when they're young, you'll discover a key to raising amazing kids. Good influences can be a secret weapon for good. By surrounding your young kids with excellent influences in books and media, music, friends, and role models, you can make your job a billion times easier. Good influences act as a team calling your child up to an excellent life. But there may be no faster way to take a child down than the power of a bad influence. Most of us can recall some bad influences in our own lives that left us with some hard lessons learned. Staying on top of the influences in your kid's life can be a big job for several reasons. First, to some degree, those influences are hard to predict and may to some extent be outside of your control. I'm looking at you, neighbor kids, classmates, and teammates. Weekends at a dad or mom or grandparent's house where rules and supervision may be a world apart from what you choose in your home. While some of you may be blessed to live in a neighborhood with the sweetest kids from excellent families who embrace godly values, let's be honest, that's rare. If your kids go to school outside your home, play sports, or join any kind of team or club, or heck, if they go to Sunday school or youth group, they're most likely to find themselves with some iffy influences in the mix, right? And second, while we might be able to orchestrate our ideal pseudo-bubble of heavenly influences around our young kids, at some point they must grow up to know, live in, and navigate the real world out there. And as they gain independence, the influence equation will shift from being in your control as mom and dad to something they'll have to choose. Therefore, a great part of your job will be convincing your kids that choosing good, wholesome, godly influences is indeed in their best interest. And last, staying on top of the influences in our kids' lives will no doubt cost us. I can recall countless times when it would have been so very easy to just let one of my boys go to the sleepover or cruise the neighborhood or spend a day at the beach with the local crew. It would have given me a break, allowing Dave and I to have a date night or an overnight to ourselves. I could have skipped yet another drive across the North Shore on a heavy traffic day. Yet, When I considered what my boys would likely be exposed to or influenced by in each situation, I had to make some hard choices between my ease and convenience, plus making my kids temporarily happy, and what I knew would be best for them in the big picture. In his book, Raising Kingdom Kids, Tony Evans wrote this, Parents, raising kingdom kids comes with a high price tag of time, energy investment, and many other things. But when you take your eyes off the cost and focus instead on the size of the legacy you are producing, you will realize that it's worth every single thing that you invest.
So let's talk about some of the most important influences in our kids' lives and how we might handle them with care. And we begin with a section on family, because no doubt your kid's family will be their biggest influence. We already talked in chapter three. Uh, If you've got the book, you can refresh yourself on that. And if not, you can also find the podcast episode. It should have been the end of May, I believe. But mom and dad are, will always be the greatest influence on our kids. And so considering the ways that we're modeling to them, the example we're setting for them, but beyond mom and dad, um, we've got the extended family members, right? And I say here that if your kids do have cousins, aunties, uncles, grandparents who live nearby, that is such a gift. And, and I hope that you enjoy that. And I hope your kids spend a lot of good time with their extended family. My boys grew up mostly away from most of their family. And so they really wished that they had cousins around and grandparents who spent more time near them. Um, but Many of you also know, and I know this because you've reached out to me and I've heard from a lot of you, that that extended family can also be tricky to navigate, right? Because not all of our relatives will share our values and convictions. And so handling this well will require discernment and tact. Sometimes we can communicate with family members and and they'll be real respectful. We can talk about, you know, grandma and grandpa, um, maybe not giving them too much sugar or letting them watch certain movies or be on their screens all the time. Sometimes it's really easy. It's just a matter of being bold and communicating your preferences, your wishes for what your kids do when they're not with you. But some of your relatives won't necessarily respect that or agree with you or appreciate it. And in that case, you're going to have to make some tough choices. And really, your job is to protect your kids. Your job is to stand strong in your convictions. So if that means limiting the time your kids spend with extended family when you're not present, then that's okay. That's a good call. Now, especially when it comes to media, the internet, all of those things, you just really need to be wise and discerning. If your kids are spending time with relatives where there could be somebody visiting that you weren't aware was going to be there, maybe an older cousin, who knows, all of those things, you just can't be too careful. You really want to know what's going on and what your kids could be exposed to. So just keep your eyes wide open and know that your greatest job is to protect your kids. And sometimes you might have to be a little bit uncomfortable making some hard choices, but it is absolutely worth it. Research has shown that in cases of child molestation, most of the time a relative has been involved. And so with that, these aren't people that thought that it would happen to their kids. These are usually people just like you and me who felt comfortable, felt safe, maybe just weren't really thinking a whole lot about it and maybe didn't even know until later what went on. And it's just not worth that risk. So I just encourage you to be very wise and discerning. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to pause here real quick to make sure you know about a math curriculum that I've just recently gotten to know about and it is so worth sharing. So CTC Math is an online curriculum that you can use for homeschooling your kids or for just a little extra kind of tutorial. If your kids go to school, you want to do some math work with them at home. And here's something really different about this curriculum. There are adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that 
actually change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks the student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student doesn't even know this is happening, so it helps them build confidence and master concepts. It's truly tailor fit to each student, and I love that so much as a homeschool mom. Sometimes you see your child going through a curriculum and you're like, they're doing the exact same problems as everyone else who takes this curriculum. When you might know that they have certain areas they struggle in or certain areas that are easier for them. So this is a way to truly tailor the questions in the math assignments to what your kids need the most. Isn't that great? Anyway, CTC Math also has a 12-month money-back guarantee. I don't know if I've heard of that from any other curriculums, but pretty cool. Check them out at ctcmath.com. Let me know what you think. Hope you like it. There's a link in my show notes as well. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and use code Swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. And with that, I also touch on the fact that even in our immediate families, uh, we do need to be careful if there are older kids, maybe stepkids, if we have an inkling of suspicion that the older kids in our families are have looked at pornography or have any issues along those lines, we just want to be really careful about letting our younger kids spend time alone with them. There's just too much potential for the younger kids to be exposed to something. And so as much as I wish we didn't have to worry about these things, it's the world we live in is no longer safe. There's just way too much opportunity for our kids to stumble upon something. And so I say, be real careful with those kids, with their own family, with extended family. And again, enjoy the family you have, like thank God for it, but keep your radars up, keep your eyes wide open, be prayerful and be discerning. Okay, and moving right along, the next topic we cover here is the influence of peers, friendship and other peers. And of course, this is so important in childhood. Most of us can recall some of our greatest childhood memories, being with friends, right? And we all want so much for our kids to have good friendships, and I hope yours do. In the early years, we often get to play a great role in that. We can kind of help navigate. We can choose who our kids hang out with, but then as they grow up, they start making their own choices. So this is where I really encourage you to do some coaching, to talk to your kids about qualities in a good friend, what to look for in a good friend. And I share some questions here, a little list that you might go over with your kids, and I'll put these in the show notes as well, but it's simply a list of things that a good friend will and will not do. 
our kids need to know that a good friend will be kind and never hurtful or mean. A good friend will bring out their best. So they won't highlight your kids' flaws. They'll bring out the best in their friends. A good friend will never try to get your kids to break rules or disobey their parents. Amen? A good friend will inspire your kids to be a better person. And a good friend will call them out if they're heading in a bad direction. So I'll have that list in show notes, but I think that's a good one for all of our kids to know. So if something comes up, they're going to remember that and they're going to be like, hmm, maybe this isn't such a good friend, right? Of course, we know it won't always be just this easy, especially as kids grow up and start to form their own opinions, experience some peer pressure. And they might be in situations at school or in other activities that you know are not good for them. And that's where I'm just going to really encourage you to be the parent, to recognize when they're in a situation where they are being shaped and molded by the culture around them. And you might need to make some tough calls. You might need to say no to time with certain friends that are away from you and your family. And this may not go well. Your kids might really push back and be upset, but you know what? That's okay. It is your job to protect your kids. You can let them know that all the choices you make are out of love for them. Certainly, um, my kids went through stages, I've talked about this in both books, where some of the kids they spent time with when they were younger just started to make some bad choices. They were turning away from the values that they grew up with, and my boys weren't sure how to navigate that. Do I keep hanging out with them? What do I do? And we had a lot of conversations about this. And there was a season where my older boys especially were a bit lonely because some of those friends they kind of counted on as being their closest friends were not hanging out with them anymore. And my boys really spent some time during that season where they were mostly with their family. Yeah, they went to youth group. They had a few select friends, but I'm thinking they probably spent a lot more time with their family than they thought was very cool in that season. But looking back now, they're so grateful for that time. That was when they really began to develop passions and hobbies and became good at things like playing guitar. They read a lot of books. They explored some of the things that they now love to do, like take photos and edit videos They really honed in a lot of skills and passions and hobbies. And they also spent a lot of time with their family, which was not all bad. But again, it's hard to tell yourself that when you're a young teenager. Now, over their years, I love to encourage families by letting them know that, yes, over the years, they did develop great friendships. By the time they graduated high school, they found that some of the kids that they weren't necessarily as inclined to hang out with earlier on, became really good friends. These were the kids that they went to youth group with, kids that were making good choices. And then, of course, in college, they developed many more great friendships. But I really want to encourage parents by saying, if you see your child going through a lonely season, sure, encourage them. Uh, Be creative. Try to help them find new friends, ways to spend their time, but also don't feel like you have to fix it. Don't think it's the worst thing in the world for your child to spend some time without a ton of friends around them. There are worse things in life than seeing your kid go through a lonely season. And some of those worst things are the consequences of what will happen if you allow them to spend unsupervised time with bad influences who are likely to drag them down and can literally change the course of your child's life. So be wise and discerning when it comes to the influence of peers in your children's lives. Next, we have a section on technology, media, and entertainment. Oh, man. Um, There is a whole chapter in Raising Amazing about screen time. Um, It's actually chapter 13, so you've got that coming ahead. But 
Certainly, screens count as influences. In fact, the more time your kids spend on screens, the more whatever they're doing on that screen will be shaping them into the person they're becoming. Now, I like to remind parents that our kids don't know what's good for them and what's not. They, they're they not born with that understanding of thinking, oh, I've spent too much time on a screen today. I should put this away. Or this show I'm watching is probably not good for me. That's why God gave them parents. And they really do look to us to figure out what is okay and what's not okay. And so I believe, I'm convinced that we are giving our kids a great sense of security when we set firm limits, when we say yes and no to things that we feel good or bad about. And so parents, be bold. Do not shy away from your responsibility. Talk to your kids. Offer them alternatives. You don't have to be mean about this. You can be loving and encouraging, but make sure that you don't let them run the show. I I hear from parents often who are like, oh, my son spends all of his time in his room on his computer. And I'm thinking, well, who's the parent? You don't have to let your son spend all of his time in his room on his computer. You can actually require him to, well, first of all, you can get the computer out of his room. That would be my number one suggestion. And research has will back me up on that. Um, get him out. Get him off his phone. You can limit how much time your kids are on their devices. And you can say, play a game with the family. You can say, here, do some work for the family. Um, we need to remember who's the parents and who's the children. And we don't have to bow down to what our kids are doing, even if they tell you it's what all their friends are doing. I don't care. You can tell them you are doing things different, and it's because you love them so very much. So continue to be the parent, all right? Um, There's more on technology, media, and entertainment, but I'm going to move on here to role models. And I love role models. You guys know I try to bring role models here on the podcast. I've got actually a number of role models lined up coming up in the months ahead. I love to point kids to the people out there who are making good choices, who are honoring God with their lives. Our kids need to see examples. What does that look like? So one thing we try to do in our own community is find people a little bit older than our kids and bring them into our house. We invite young adults over. We have them for meals. We make sure that they get to know our kids and then they end up spending time together. Parents, we can be intentional about this. I encourage you to take the time to seek out um, some kids in your own community, young adults, people who will be willing to spend time with your kids. They can make a huge difference in your kids' lives. And then as I wrap up this chapter, I have a section called Name Your Five. And you've probably heard um, before that we are, (laughs) the person you become is really the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think it might be interesting for families to talk about this, maybe around the dinner table, but talk about the five influences. These aren't all going to be people, but the five things you spend the most time with. So we're going to count games, YouTube channels, shows, and all the rest. But let's think about the five greatest influences in each of our lives and know that they're going to shape the person you are in five years. So you might need to thank mom and dad about the five greatest influences in your lives. And you might talk about your own priorities and humbly tell your kids, you know what? Some of the things I'm spending time with aren't necessarily helping me become more the person I think God wants me to be. So I'm going to limit some of my TV time, or I'm going to seek out friends who might do a Bible study with me rather than 
other things I'm doing, whatever it might be. I think it just sets a great example for our kids when we're humble enough to say, I'm going to make some changes. How about you? Let's do this together. I say, humbly tell your kids the steps you're taking to surround yourself with positive influences and then invite your kids to do the same. So influences are huge. I will never quit talking about that. I can't say enough about really making choices to do the best you can when your kids are young. And then as they grow up, really coaching them well, having those conversations, setting some boundaries and limits. Moms and dads, you will never regret all the things you do to help protect your kids and help guide them to the very best influences. Of course, there is a word to the dads here. And there's also thoughts from Josiah, who is 22 at the time of writing this book. And he shares some of his experience growing up with friendships, how he navigated all of that and his perspective now as he looks back. So I think that might be really encouraging to some of you and your kids. And then finally, as I always like to do, I have a free download, a resource that I offered to book readers, but I like to also share them here when I do these special episodes on the podcast. So over in show notes, you can get a printable download, which is scripture-based prayer for your kids to have good and godly influences in their lives. So let's not forget that important ingredient, which is praying for our kids. And hopefully this scripture-based prayer that I share will just be a springboard where you can use it and then and springboard into the areas that you want to pray specifically for each of your kids. And I do believe that our prayers are powerful. In fact, like I always like to do, let me pray for all of you and your kids as we close this episode. Will you join me? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for all of the parents listening and for the families that they represent. God, thank you for the privilege of raising up kids, of having the opportunity to surround our kids with literally a team of good influences when they're young. And I pray that parents would have the the wisdom, the discernment, the energy to choose the influences in our kids' lives well. And then as our kids grow up, to guide them and coach them and encourage them in the right direction. God, for anyone who is Uh, feeling discouraged or frustrated because maybe their kids are choosing some influences that parents don't feel good about. I pray that you help those parents navigate well, that you give them the tools, the resources, and again, just the wisdom to make choices that might be difficult, but that are in the best interest of their kids. So help us on this one, Lord. It is tough. It is tough in this world we live in today, but I pray that you would come alongside parents, that your Holy Spirit would be their counselor and their guide as they make choices in parenting. God, I thank you for your mercy that is new every morning. I thank you for your grace that you just give us so many good gifts. And now I just pray that we would move forward and that this year ahead would be one of really cheering our kids on, coaching them, encouraging them, and guiding them to make good choices, to bring good influences into their lives. And Lord, we just want to do it all for your glory. So thank you for this privilege. Be our strength. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my friends, thanks so much for being here today. You guys are amazing. As you are parenting, I want to remind you of a great resource we have available over at the Christian Parenting website. It is called Noteworthy Prayers. These are perfect for today's topic. Um, It is a list of 50 encouraging notes that we can leave for our children in all the different places. These are notes that have a little short message, word of encouragement on different topics, um, things like you don't need to be perfect. Wow, our kids could use that one, right? God will do it. Love always wins. 
God will never let you down. So these are all short messages with a Bible verse and then a space where we can jot in our own personal thoughts to our kids. Such a great way to leave our kids notes uh, on their desk, in their backpack, in their lunch, and etc. You can get your own copy of Noteworthy Prayers at cpgive.org. Again, cpgive.org. Request your copy of Noteworthy Prayers. Use these throughout the school year. I know they're going to be helpful. All right, guys. So thank you so much again for hanging out with me today. I hope you've been encouraged. And I hope if you don't have a copy of Raising Amazing, you can get one. And all of the chapters will offer you tons of practical help, biblical wisdom, and the encouragement you need. So looking forward to a great fall with amazing interviews and so many great topics. Please keep coming back, hanging out with me. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.